it's a hot, hot, hot summer. Yes, sir. We're, we're, for everybody, it's a hot summer around the nation. <laughs> no matter where you stay. Global yeah, warming, everywhere. can we chop that up? Real, if you don't bro. mind, our first couple podcasts, we're all going to be in shorts. We're yeah. not pulling up in pants. Oh, no. I don't I care know. how it looks on camera. When no, you start care. seeing us in pants, you'll know it's starting to get exactly. cooler out here. Actually, ankles and all. You're going to <laughs> you're gonna get to know our face and our knees. Exactly. So, yep. Uh, welcome. Episode seven. 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 Lucky. Mm-hmm. Speak Spanish. Lucky seven. seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. We're uh we're 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 almost at ten. Man, almost. we're moving. We push time is, time is flying. Time flies. Two in one week though. That's why we're, we're moving. We're, so fast. we're getting that yeah. work done. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So how y'all doing, man? It's good. It's 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 nice and cool inside here. Yes, it is. Yeah. And can't help but enjoy. Yeah, just let's take our time. We'll take here. our time here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take our time. <laughs> Not rushing to get in that four hundred five traffic. Hell man. no, Shit, man. man. But we're back and um, super excited. Uh, we just had the DJ City uh, outing mm-hmm. at uh, Dodger game for the, yeah. the freeway series. Yeah, um, I got invited to that this time. You know how? Oh, you did. You know, oh. You know, listen, listen, listen. Hey, so, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, go ahead. Can I, can I get you on? Go ahead, go ahead. We were really concerned. Oh. We're gonna talk about this. I'm like, bro, I hope oh you got God. the invite. No, 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 no. They ate for real, for real. <laughs> so, shout out to Dazzler, uh, okay. Courtney. Shout out to DJ yeah, Dazzler. Okay. She, she went ahead and you know she. I think she took the initiative to really make sure that. I get taken care of from okay. now on. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Because everyone was like, you know, everyone was like, yo, you know, even like I said, we we had the conversation. Phenom was like, yo, we got to get Rel more involved in everything that we got going on, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Courtney. Uh, she took the initiative and she sent me the invite. Unfortunately, I had to head out to Joshua Tree that day. Oh, uh, so that's, that's why right. I couldn't make it, uh, you know, but I was... Uh, Extremely appreciative that right. she, you know, she extended the invite to me and wanted to get me involved. So, uh, Dazzler, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Everybody Big else. Big up. We're going to have words for y'all later. It's yeah. for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> no, Daz, Daz is taking on her responsibility really Absolutely. Well. Absolutely. Shout out to her. She brought all the snacks. I saw that. Um, and, it, you, yeah. The best thing that happened in DJ City was real talk. Some, some peanuts, <laughs> some pistachios. Because she, because she spoils us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it was it was dope. Uh, dope environment. Yeah, fun outing. Dodgers uh, got called out for the last out, Jesus down one. At and, home plate, it was kind of disappointing. And, they were going and, against and, Houston, and right? Big up, wait, wait, big ups to the DJ City members that stuck around to the end and not Yo, leave like I saw that typical LA people. They left by the seventh inning. I felt like oh, I want to avoid traffic. Yeah. Hey, you gonna hit traphic traffic anyway? Regardless, Phenom was asking, "Is it over by the second inning?" Phenom <laughs> was asking, "When when does this end? In the when second quarter? We're in the second wait, quarter? Did, did, did he say? Did he say touchdown? Is when, it uh, half somebody time hit yet? the ball? Is yeah. it halftime yet? Sports? That's a goalpost, you know. But shout out to everybody stuck around." Around. That was amazing. Yeah. Definitely a big shout out to Jay Rhythm, who yeah. was um, celebrating the tying <laughs> run, recording me like yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, he's like filming me. I'm like, brother, out. He's like, what? And and, <laughs> and for the record, as as uh, who, who, the right fielder, whoever was getting the ball on the, the the base hit, I'm like, 
don't send him. Right. And they sent Bellinger, and he was out by a mile. Yeah, we had to review it. We, like, we, don't, don't, don't. We had to double check on the third base coach if he oh, it, was, it was on him, and it was on him. Damn. Yeah, it was for sure on him. But it was a great yeah. game. Yep. We got some tacos uh, after that Woo. with Sykes Lincoln and, Heights. And J- got the Lincoln five, Heights. Five points. Yeah. Mm, that went to the hood. If you know, you know. Lincoln yeah. Heights, five that points. That went to the hood. The, the safety <laughs> radar was going off. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was going, well, it was of course. Going off. Shout out to Big Sykes. He uh he put us on. Jay Rhythm's like, am I safe out here? Like, <laughs> you no, not exactly. not with that blonde. We had like a forty dollar. Yeah, <laughs> we had a forty dollar uh what would have been a restaurant order, but on the streets it, it was like twelve dollars. Yeah, bro. It was like, you, okay, you know it's it's the hood trust system when you just ordering food and they're just feeding you, <laughs> yo, but they don't charge you, right? Oh. Right. There's just a tab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That nobody that exactly. nobody wrote down. <laughs> it's just like, all right, all I'm right. done. This is how much it's gonna run okay. here. What did you get? Oh, I got a tuck. <laughs> so, you didn't write this shit down? So <laughs> honor system. Nah, it was it was it was bomb. Dope. Uh Saif knows his tacos. Dope. Yeah. But fun little fact that mm. I, I wanted to bring up. Did you know that Mr. Joseph Danger Danger Zone mm-hmm. Ample mm-hmm. once pitched at Dodger Stadium? Mm. I did know that when I think when uh right around the time I met you guys and he was in um he was in college and he was playing yeah. ball and stuff like that and start to get yeah. know him a little bit better about stuff and then stuff yeah. like that. So how was yeah. that for you, sir? Um, that was uh Well, first of all, how uh, old were you? Uh it was 1999. Uh, damn, that's 20 years ago, bro. This we're celebrating 20 years of losing in Dodger Stadium. <laughs> well, the 20th year we lost in Dodger Spoiler Stadium. Alert. So I know Joe showing his a, age right yeah, now. I was a sophomore. <laughs> I, I got moved up to varsity middle season and then ultimately got to pitch. Against um, high school or college? High school. Yeah, I know. I just want yeah, to fuck with you and I tell know. you your age. <laughs> oh, are we getting? We got young girl right now. We got young. For those that don't know, young girls in the building. But um, but no. Are, so we. You we, are two years away from your twenty anniversary. Yeah, yeah, that's true. My high school anniversary. <laughs> Don't laugh for Abner. You're right, you're right, 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 right. Technically, Abner's the same age as me. <laughs> so yeah, we um ninety nine sophomore year. Played against Chatsworth, who was like a top five in the nation or some shit. You know, you may, uh, you remember the name Matt Castle? Yes. Quarterback for quarterback. the Patriots, course, yeah. Chiefs. Yep. He, we, I pitched against him, pretty sure I almost hit him. One of those at-bats. Um, he didn't rush them out? Uh, no. no. <laughs> Definitely didn't have that in high school. Um, but yeah, man, that was a fun time. Just like, just showing up and just playing, just playing catch and not thinking about anything you're young you don't know any better you just fucking you got this talent you just play it was but a good it, time and it was but it was kind of a, an eventful game you guys it was like up and down you're, and you're, yeah. you're this young kid like how are yeah. you like did you feel the pressure like um what, what's funny is like yeah it was up and down and we were it, it was going back and forth and and eventually they put me in because at some at some point we were getting our ass kicked because they were just way better than us yeah we had a shot they took off. Yep. And so I'm like 70 pitches in, in the bullpen. And they're like, get Ample ready. No, shut him, shut him, shut him down. Get him ready. So by the time I got in, my arm's a freaking noodle. And I, at that point, I just didn't care. Just like calm yourself down. You look around, you're in Dodger Stadium. Amazing feeling. But, you know, at that time it was just, you just really didn't think much because you didn't know what to think. You're a kid, right? Right. And then as you get older... You start being aware of things. You start becoming self-conscious. Like after that, there was a radar on me. I want to say a target on my back, but there was a radar on me um, in the valley. Like, look out for this kid. And now I'm becoming aware. I got scouts coming out to the games and I'm becoming a little bit more self-conscious. I'm wondering if the scouts are showing up. 
And then eventually I get to Glendale Junior College. Big ups to them. Mm-hmm. After that, um, New Mexico State. where um, And again, it's like I become a Saturday starter uh, for New Mexico State. And the days after games, I'm like asking my coaches, any scouts come out? Anyone see me? Yeah. You know, so it was like a, a lot of... Uh, um, pressure. A lot of unwarranted pressure you're putting on yourself. Yeah. You know? So um, eventually, and, and for those that don't know, Las Cruces, New Mexico, big ups, Las Cruces. That's where I started DJing. And I was making the transition from DJing, to, uh, from playing ball to DJing. And I told myself... I wasn't going to have, as a DJ moving forward, I wasn't going to have this ego because, like, let me take it back to my senior year at New Mexico State. I got a 90% scholarship, right? Mm. Going into New Mexico State as a junior, I got a 40% scholarship. So they're giving me a 90% scholarship. And in baseball, in college baseball, that's unheard of because you have 25 players. Right. And you have to disperse 11.8 scholarships to 25 players. Football and basketball is different. Because they make money. You only got 10 basketball players in football, yeah. you know, makes all the money. Right. So to give me 90% scholarship said a lot. Coach said, I see you as a leader. You ended strong for us. I want you to be the dude. Well, I wasn't that dude. I, I, I didn't, I wanted to be something better than just what they had me doing. They had me as like the closer and the guy to come out and get like four innings, you know, before the game would end. I wanted to be a starter. I wanted to go back to be playing yeah. my starter role. So a lot of resistance, a lot of tension on just on myself and, you know, just saying, I want this, but they're giving me that. And, um, you know, just ego running wild. So I told myself when I've become a DJ, I'd release the ego and just go back to enjoying. Because mm-hmm. when, when you're playing in like, go ahead. Well, no, I, I don't want to cut you off. I, I just want to backtrack just for a second. Because in high school, like yeah. 50 Cent, you were the man, homie. Yeah. And then... Like, <laughs> yeah. But things change when you get to level up, right? Yeah. So like College when you level. graduate middle school and you go into high school, it's a different environment. Yeah, yeah. JV, the varsity. things change. But, yeah. you know, being a star athlete in our, in our neighborhood, because we grew up in the same neighborhood, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it took a while for Danger and I to develop our relationship. Mm-hmm. But he was really the man and hanging out with all the cool kids like Abner. So... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so going from that ego, if you will, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're just a young kid, so yeah. Hey, yeah, you're living it up, and now you go into this like kind of bigger pond, yeah. And you're playing baseball, and you have this pressure, and you want, you know, obviously the goal when you're an athlete and and a scholarship athlete, like there's yeah. all this pressure to get to the yeah. next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. even in DJing or any um, facet of life, right? You want right, to get to right. that next step, like. How much did it affect you from the outside pressure that you put on yourself to get to that next level? And how did it like? Well, like as, as I got older, I became aware like you could probably do this for a living, right? So you have all this added pressure. The baseball or the DJ? The baseball. Okay. You know, so I have all this added pressure. And when you're playing Division One, you realize you're playing probably in the top 10 percentile of baseball players in the country. Right. Right, like my first game, I pitched. We played against Air Force, who was seen as the worst, one of the worst teams in the country. My first batter hits a home run off me, like mm. third pitch of the game, like just to show you how competitive it is. Right. Got humbled real All, quick. Yeah, <laughs> ultimately, like that, I, I did pretty well that game, but still. And when I when I got dropped, when um after four starts, I wasn't playing my best. I was becoming self conscious, bro. I like I don't know if I ever shared this with you. 
I forgot how to throw a fastball through the midst of all that. Like, you ever seen Major League Two? Ricky Vaughn yeah, doesn't yeah, have yeah. his fastball. He doesn't yeah. know what to do. I mean, he he was like oh, he was like a different. You he had different reasons, bro. <laughs> and I'm just like, and and I'm just like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I was so in my head, I was becoming self conscious, and yeah. I was kind of a mess. So I got dropped to the bottom of the pitching rotation. Yeah. And when and it's it is so much like a lot of um, big businesses. <laughs> It gets cutthroat in college baseball. If you're not performing, you're at the bottom because you're playing. Because we were ranked at one point, we were number 26 going into our game against CSUN in the country. So if you're not performing, your ass is at the bottom. Yeah. So eventually, I worked my way out of it. In the last half of the season, I was like, damn near lights out. So, but in the midst of all that, I'm putting a lot of un- unwanted uh, pressure on myself because I'm realizing it's getting closer to this either being a thing or not being a thing. So, I felt like I learned my lesson, tried to take a better approach while I was DJing, but you know, we've been doing this for 12, 13 years and it's tough, man. You get self-conscious about a lot of things and just like in college, just like in high school, you're concerned about what your circles yeah. think mm-hmm. of you, you know? Well, and, and that's funny you say that because um, while you were finishing up college, um, Rel and I were... Uh, starting our basically our DJ, DJ careers, yep. um, in regards to making it out of you know the academic structure that we we, yeah. we grew up in, entering and actually the, getting the house party stuff, house you know parties, I mean? yeah. and you once you finished up college came over, and we kind of already had our experiences and what we learned, and um, part of like the fun conversation that we can bring up is yeah. like. There was times where, like, I didn't know how to speak to you in regards to feedback. Yeah. Because Rel and I, um, and you can confirm this or not, maybe I live my own world, mm-hmm. but we, we used to be in this uh, classroom environment mm-hmm. and of a, of a club uh, a experience yeah. for a DJ, right? And <clears throat> we would uh, have everybody do mixes every week. Yep. And we'd give each other feedback. Yep. Besides talking shit on our sidekicks in the middle class. Oh, man, that shit was hilarious. Sidekicks were hot. We had the chat rooms. <laughs> AIM on, was on, on our point. AIM. <laughs> AIM what was, was our AIM point. name? I think it was like Big Rel or some shit like that. Big Rel 12 or some shit like <laughs> Big that. Big Rel 12. I stuck with that the 12 number. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, RBC Baller 30. Yeah, I remember that yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, we were in an environment where, you know, somebody did a mix. As soon as you were done the mix... We'd give feedback. Feedback, yep. And some of it constructive, some of it, you know, you're younger, you might not know how to say it as well. Yeah. And so I remember, I, I still remember a, a time where we did a house party together, and I think Danger might have opened or started it off. And like, I almost pulled him aside and gave him like credit, like, I would say more criticism than feedback. Because mm. I came from that environment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and he was just kind of jumping into our world that we were already kind of accustomed to with the phenoms, the fuse, the D-dubs. Yeah. Right? Shout out to all the spinatics. Yeah. Um, right. Throwback. So we were part of this DJ crew and that's what we were accustomed to. And I think, you know, whenever I heard somebody's feedback about my set or whatever, I really took it to heart. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and not to say that, like, I don't value people's opinions as much anymore, but it doesn't, it doesn't drive me into a certain lane you know i'm still focused saying. on my lane yeah but within adjustments and 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 pick out the good stuff right? yeah because if you're at like d1 athlete or do any athletics at all at any point in time everybody has a coach to talk shit to them absolutely yeah. and it takes time to learn that you gotta just 
drown out all the volume and drown out all the cuss words yeah and all the diss words and pick out and the good pick out from- the good and then that's what you can take with you and not take it personal because whoever yells at you really cares about you whoever exactly. doesn't say nothing doesn't care exactly and and ultimately you got to feel good about what you're doing like mike can sit here and critique me about anything and and i and i'll take that into consideration but I also have to take a step back and ask myself, do I feel good about what I just did or, or what I'm doing as a DJ? Yeah. Because Mike might be living a different reality as a DJ than I am, or maybe he's seeing something different in the crowd that I'm seeing. Yeah. So, and, and it's like, okay, cool. I appreciate that. But you, you really have to, this is where you develop your intuition and your confidence as a DJ. When you can t- step outside of your, your feelings and what's going on in the moment and just observe and just like really soak it up. Like, like take time to not look at your phone, you know, and, and just, and just sit there right? and put yourself in that position, right. To just yeah. absorb, you well, know, how old were we then? Um, when? um, it was like, we were like 24, graduated? like 23, 24, something like that. I wasn't even 21 yet. You were, I you think were, I was like 20 at the yeah, time. I Maybe I, I just like, turned 21. I think you just yeah, turned, turned 21 or something like that. I think I had just turned 21 around that time. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I only say that because like, you know, going into it, you didn't know how to handle it. You know, giving a bit of transparency and and, and, and yeah. a little insight into what, what our dynamic relationship, because our relationship, people may or may not know, like went through its ups and downs. Yeah. Right? And like any other friendship. And especially with the DJ thing, it's it's funny because and ho- and I don't know you know I'm sure we can all relate hopefully our listeners do is there's always somebody that you're close to and you're you're not in competition but you are you are right. at the same without time you seeing are. it exactly right? and so for me at the moment and this is just me letting it out like so we're all on the same page because we've we've grown from this yeah, yeah but yeah. you know I knew Joe coming in he's a fit dude he's got that look for the longest time he was like. The model, right? Like who we I mean, all thought was a homosexual stuff. at the time. But it's who all we good. all thought. Who else thought that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was clear. <laughs> I thought it was clear. I was straight. I mean, ain't no surprises. No, like, I, I ain't no homosexual. I never questioned. Well, you knew him. That's why. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm saying from some of us that don't just didn't know the extent. See, in New York, if you're from New York and you come to LA and you see pretty motherfuckers, you just automatically chop them up as gay. Listen, go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Continue. <laughs> you know, we'll get back into that topic exactly. later. But it, the, the New York thing, not, not right. yeah, uh, okay. Almost like no, 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 yeah, yeah we'll get we'll, There's that. nothing yeah, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, right <laughs> I mean, you know, we're we're fine with all communities and all sure. people. So Absolutely, all, we support it. I'm not judging them at all. Just curious, just curious. <laughs> but getting to the point, like you know, Danger was doing modeling stuff. He was he was an athlete. He was this and that, right? And in my head, as a as a chubbier. Uh, you know, not so like um, public persona, like that fits the public persona at the time, and that's my own self conscious. Right? Yeah, that's I'm I'm bringing that upon myself. So yeah, again, nobody really controls that other than myself, and that's yeah. that's how I felt at the time. And I felt like self esteem, well, self esteem, right? Exactly. <laughs> and so I got to work on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but at you know at the time, I'm like, well, Danger has this ability to be able to brand. Other than at the time he was called Juggernaut, but mm. that was like a branding thing mm. he worked out. Yeah, thank God. Um, but I was like, he's gonna have all these advantages in the future. Yeah, I got to get so much better than him. Yeah, talent to, wise, to, you talent mean. wise. Yeah, just to make up 
for the way that he's going to be able to be branded as a DJ later. Yeah. This is a shit that's going through my head. No, I, yeah, you know listen, what I mean? bro. And I like, get it. And like, and although we're all boys at the time, you're too young and naive to understand how to grow together. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, yeah, you're, 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 everyone's trying to get the same pot of gold. Exactly. Right. Chasing because we that all one know, thing. we all know the same circle. Yeah. Right. Or circles. Right. And yeah. so then that's, that's, I think that's eventually where, we all kind of just started to slowly find our like our game, if yeah. you will, and where we fit on the court. Exactly. And and found our routes. But at the time, you know, like it, it was difficult to like accept and you're just fighting that. And I think that's why although I went so tough at tough at you, specifically because I knew that you're gonna be capable of doing more. Even in my head, I was like, I'm going to be a manager one day because I'm going to manage fucking danger. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to be able to take it to the other level, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, but all those things go through your head because you're just like, fuck, like, all right, how how am I going to make this work for me? How, where, where is, like, danger's thing going to go? Like, where's the whole spinatic thing going to go? Yeah. You know, you're trying to figure that out. And I think, um, you know, that self-conscious, like, what people think, like, I was so in my head early on that I yeah. think it's important that us having a voice in the platform that you understand, like, you, you, it's on you. Yeah, 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 100. I mean? yeah. Your mindset changes how you evolve. Exactly. And how quickly you evolve. Because the door could be unlocked, but because it's closed, you don't go and touch it. No, no, no. I think for me, like, it, it's the same. The results were the same. Yeah. But the the mindset was a little different. You know, going back to what Joe was like, you know, the New Yorker or whatever, me being freshly from out there and having a more um, aggressive approach. So when it came to critiquing someone, it it may have come, it may have came off a little bit more aggressive. Like, Yo, he's talking shit. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, yo, he Rell's always talking shit about somebody. You know what I'm saying? And that well, that you was are. well, I was, but it wasn't still my intention to be like still still be like fuck you, you ain't shit kind of thing, but just being like, yo, you fucking up. Don't do yeah, that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like you should do it this way. But then on the flip side, when someone was critiquing me, it came off as like you ain't shit. You can't do this or whatever. And I'm like, now nah, fuck that. I gotta be better than all these motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, like you said, your thing with Joe is because he was this thing thing. And I'm like, Joe ain't shit. I'm the same. I'm I'm as good as him. So it don't even mean. And I, I mean, I didn't personally have that with Joe. Um, yeah. but if we were talking about, I'm saying that with the circle that we had in. Yeah. I'm just as good as anybody. One of these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Regardless if. Yeah. His he could be branded a little bit more than I can, or he's yeah. more he's more marketable than I am, or whatever. But if we're talking, and I guess at that time, the talent kept, held a little bit more weight than at the time at the at that time than what you right. know whatever your branding or your following was or whatever you know what I mean. And and it took me I guess or for me when the marketing or the branding side started to hold on a little bit more weight. Yeah, I started to fall behind. You know what I'm saying? Because I still had that mentality of like, no, my talent skills got to be up. Fuck all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I got to be that. So, like you said, if that, if that, and then again, it was, it was harmless competition, competitive, you know what I mean? Being, being competitive within, you know, the circle of your, your group or whatever. Yeah. So, for me, it was just kind of like, I got to be better talent wise. I got to be better as opposed to, man, let me pick their brains and, and, or let me see where, they're actually coming from, yeah. as opposed to being like, "Now nah, fuck that." 
Yeah. I'm going in here and being like, you know, practicing six, seven, eight hours a day. Yeah. But what what okay, I could do a crap scratch, but how's that gonna help me book this uh this gig over here? You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's sure. like I think for me, that's where I was like, okay, you gotta get out of that mindset. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. not after you. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of people, there are a good amount of people out there that's actually trying that will be willing to help you yeah. if you just sat down and listen yeah. and not interpret it and not interpretate what they're saying and listen to what they're saying and be like, okay, this is what the reality is as opposed to what I got going on in my head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And conversations change all that. And for you and I also, like, it's funny, I have a different dynamic with both of you, right? Like, mm -hmm. and because Rel and I, in many ways, and I've said this a couple times, like, we have such, up until I, I like, took a, a for real hiatus from DJing. Yeah. But, like, we were extremely similar because we were in the same rooms yeah. learning all the same things. Yep. And from organizing music to our style of mixing and yep. different mix tricks, like, we're very, like, similar, if not identical yeah. in some senses. And then as I stepped away and I started hearing you more recently, I'm just like, oh, shit, like, I can see the develop and the change yeah. in, in your style and what you do. And, um, you know, again, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, we I don't think we ever, besides when we, like, lived together, right, like, those were the times where we were able to really pick each other's the brains. brains. Yeah. And like, because you're in the day to day, you're like, we're, we're both on the fucking ten exactly. tables every day. I'm like, you know hey, man, I mean? you almost up. I'm yeah. trying to get on the table tables, man. <laughs> yeah. We only had one setup. Did we have one setup? No, I think we had two, I mean, setups. We two setups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we had two setups. I think, I think yeah. I'm, I don't know, somebody had a setup in the room. Or in well, the room. didn't someone, then you had your setup and people would bring their own to your room? And y'all would No, just we're like, talking about when we were living together, I think, right? Yeah, this is yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. We, well, we lived together, yeah. Yeah. We had the studio room. Yeah, and... wait, what you call it? But when, yeah, no, yeah, you still had two setups at the crib when everyone would just come over to your oh, crib. Yeah, yeah you I still had, had two setups. setups anyway. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That was listen, a fun time. <laughs> yeah. Mike has always been doing it. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> like, before Mac Park existed, Mike was the guy that was like, listen, we're going to go to Mike's crib. Yeah, always. We're going to play ball. We're going to get in the yeah, pool. We're yeah. going to get on the tables. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always been fun. Um, but uh, I lost my train of thought. Well, well, I want to jump in and say um, to what you were saying before about yeah. like how you you had your uh, your um, your issues with me, and and it's interesting because to this day I, I I'm getting better at it and I'm noticing it more, so I catch myself. But I was um, I don't know what's the word reactionary or I was I was I was very reactive. Okay, like if someone had an issue with me and I didn't know like. So for the longest, I thought Mike and I were good. You know, like I just started DJing. He just started DJing. And we hardly saw each other because I was in college. And then when we did, I just felt like this dude was just like so competitive with me and coming at my th my neck. Well, because you I'm, were the man. Right, right. It, you know, it's funny. Check this out. On the day Abner was there too. I don't know if he remembers this. He, he wasn't around for this. But remember when uh, um, the day before I graduated, we went to this um, club inside the hotel, yeah. and I was I know DJing. Exactly what you're and say. Mike, Mike was uh, Mike was opening for me, and he, I don't know, I think he played Cassie or me and you or some shit. And you know, you play your set, and you know he's got and he's got Scratch Academy under his legs now. So he, he you know, he's feeling himself. He feels like he's got all the knowledge in the world. And then he says, "I just set you up perfectly." <laughs> <laughs> 
in your face. Don't and fuck was, up. And I was like, don't uh, fuck up. Okay. Hold on, hold on. But, it was, hold on. but it's because, it's because, not only because of Scratch and that ego that came yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did, I, I had Serato. Yeah. And I think you were still on vinyl. For sure. Right? And oh, yeah. So, we were anti-vinyl for a so, minute. And so I just got Serato and just kind of got that, like, you know, the set of wings or something. Yeah, 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 you know, like you got yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. powered you, up. Uh-huh. You've been working just on hit a forever. Ultron and I remember, formed. yeah, and I opened up and like, I remember like moving faster than ever. It was like, yeah, like uh-huh. fucking putting on, you know, new shoes. And, and I don't remember saying that, but that does sound like some shit I'd say. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I felt it at that point. And, and so then I'm realizing like, so everything that Mike and I had an issue with in the past in our relationship, it was always me like, I mean, not all, I don't want to make him that's like he was the asshole the whole time, but every time he had an issue with me, it was me putting up my guard and, and being reactive and not in the right way. It was just like, like, instead of just turning my cheek and keeping it moving or talking it out, I fight back. Like, cause where we grow up, you know, I'm sure similar where Ro grew up. Like it, you, you can't be seen as a punk. Like yeah. in the in the in the streets yeah. of the San Fernando yeah. Valley, if someone stared at you, you had to stare back because if because you felt like if you looked down or looked away, you felt like a mark just because you were conditioned that way. So Mike and I, we're gonna chip back at each other, you know, just to let just to let each other know, you know, what time it could be if if it came to, if it never came to that. But you know, we yeah. let each other know. Um, so so moving forward. I um I realized because Mike started had this connection with with um, house parties in the valley, and I and he wasn't booking me so but I told myself like all good like don't don't you know um, flinch don't raise a, a muscle like did you did you let me I don't mean cut you yeah. off did you do you meet did you feel that way or you felt a certain type of way because I was obviously part of yeah. that house party era yeah. or whatever and do you think it was because he wasn't booking you because y'all were boys or he wasn't booking you. Did you feel type, a certain type of way because y'all were boys and he wasn't booking you or because he was booking the rest of no, us no. and wasn't booking you and you were like, yo, what the fuck? Well, I, I think it's all kind of the same. Like he felt, I, I felt that he was, um, his competitive side had taken over. Mm. And that's when I like, I was already aware of how competitive things were yeah. and how we were all kind of like trying to get after it or after that one thing, yeah. like as if there was the only one thing, you know, it wasn't <laughs> enough to go around. We didn't know no better. Yeah. So, 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 so I felt that, but I told myself just like, don't be reactive, you know, fast forward to today. Like if a booker doesn't hit me back or, or if I'm getting the run around, like I, I try to think like this guy's probably going through some shit. Yeah. I got to be considerate. Some person. Like at that time, Mike was going through some shit, but I didn't, I wasn't considerate. I was just, uh, I was just reactive. I, I wanted to, um, throw back. So I think that's something to take into consideration when your boy is chopping you down or, or he feels some type of way. Just understand, like, like they're probably going through something and, and they just need to find their way. They need to figure it out. You know, I'll be dope to, like, it would have been dope if I offered Mike some, you know, just reach out and be, hey, man, are we good? Or is everything good? Yeah. Anything you want to get off your chest? And, and that would have been 10 times better yeah. Than, yeah. Any, than me fighting back. Exactly. And yeah, because even then, still that conversation like the your maturity level right has to change and yeah your, your approach to things and um I, I don't know if it helps clar- clarify anything because we're way past a lot of that stuff but yeah, yeah was, i think it was definitely yeah, a, well a combination a of two things which was yeah the competition side mm-hmm. and then um the other side was you know i was so comfortable with 
the spinatic guys right yeah like, we were all yeah. comfortable with with just each other each other's sound and yeah, yeah i think that was the thing where i was like oh i feel like like dane just gotta get his sound together with like what we're doing yeah and again a young mentality yeah, yeah. just bring up a quick story that hey that involves uh mike in around that time um to talk about communication and with the spinatics i remember because we felt that that energy that mike was giving off and everybody was just like yo you know i remember that yeah. mike is is kind of like you know real everyone felt like like he just like in layman's terms, that ego, like he was like, yo, every time we spend with him, it's just, it's, it feels awkward. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. we love the kid or whatever. I, I don't know if we want to be around that. So I was like, okay, I, I get what you're saying. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I was like, but did you say that to him? Yeah. And they were like, nah, 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 nah. We don't need to say nothing. We just, well, no, I was like, no, <laughs> nigga, that's not fair. Like, because if y'all got that shit from me, I would want y'all to say I was like, maybe he's not even aware of that shit. And I was yeah. like, if I wasn't aware of something, I was doing something, I was being a certain way. Yeah, I would want the cats that I'm cool with to say some shit to me, like, yo. Yeah. And they were like, well, who's gonna say something to him? I was like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me right now. <laughs> like, yeah. we were all grown ass men here. Like, I was yeah. like, yo, I'll talk to him yeah. or whatever. And sure enough, yeah, Mike and I had a conversation. I, I think Fuse that. was in the whip with us at the time. I remember that. And Mike was like, yo, I wasn't even aware that you know I was yeah. coming off that way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like you said, he. I think at the time he was going through some shit or whatever and he expressed that. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about. If you just communicate that or, you know, you have that conversation, then you can be you can be brought aware of like, oh shit, you know what? Yeah. He he wasn't aware that he was even coming off in that way. Yeah. And we weren't aware that he was going through whatever it is that he was going through. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Just speaking up on that and and coming to terms and being like, okay, dope. We had that conversation. We good now. Yeah. Now, if he continues to be the way that he is, now he's being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because yeah. he's aware of it and he's still choosing to still come off in that way. So Yeah. Well, the self-conscious side and the control and the different things like that, right? Because it's, it's, at the end of the day, like, part of those re reactionary things that you're talking about yeah. definitely come from the outside pressures and the things that you're going through. And, yeah. And not to defend my assholeness at any no, point. No, no, no. You know what I mean? We like, all make mistakes. I, I think yeah. I've been there many of times and it has a lot to do with my personality. Like, I think, I'm, and I, by no means am I defending it, but like, just recently I was called uh, or asked if I thought I was Kanye West, <laughs> right? And I have no problem damn, with that because funny. to me that's a compliment. <laughs> and although Kanye or whoever looks crazy, and I'm not a big sign guy, but we're both Geminis. And mm. my whole process and mindset going into anything and everything. I mean, I'm talking about from our basketball runs, yeah. right? Mm. Like everything has a design, has a brand a aspect to it. Like I take shit so fucking serious that could be considered so small to anyone else because that's just the way I look and yeah. approach things. I'm not here to like just, just go by in life shit. and yeah. half-ass shit. Like... I I do things like in that that DJ side. All I wanted to do was, and and that's the thing, being that young, you don't understand that there's sometimes there's just a way to do things that's yeah. appropriate without affecting everybody else. I'm just trying to be the best fucking DJ, scale my business, scale my brand. Absolutely, and I'm trying to get there fucking quick yeah. because I'm grinding and I'm hustling. Yeah, and although those things are or could be looked at in today's generation as good for you, but you still have a role to play yeah. in, in when there's a team involved. Now, if you're playing tennis, go be the fucking best tennis player because there's nobody else you got to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're playing basketball, 
swing the rock, set a pick, get exactly. a rebound. Phenom, mm-hmm. I'll explain this to you later. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit. man, you got you're you're required to play certain roles, and you know yeah. you got to be able to play that, and just you know even to elevate your own personal brand or you know whatever it is that you're trying to evolve at. So I hear yeah. what you're saying. And, yeah. and another thing, you can't even within your role, whether you're playing tennis or you're playing basketball, like you can't let other DJs divert you from your game plan. Yeah. If your game plan is to be this DJ producer and you're just getting your rocks off or or if your game plan is to get booked around the country and you need to make yourself look bigger than ever, do whatever it takes. Like it's so frustrating to me when I think that this DJ might be judging me because I posted this flyer three times. Like like I don't give a fuck if you don't like that I post a flyer three times. Yeah. I, you know, it's like I'm doing what I have to do to get to the next level. And I think that's an issue within our DJ community and just in every community. We're too concerned about the people, about uh, how others think about us. And you, know, you know who does win? Are the people that we're talking about and making fun of? Yeah, exactly. I was I was talking I was talking to Sife the other day, and someone's name came up, and I and I'm like, oh, you feel that way about him too? And he's like, yeah, man. And then we got into it, and we talked about how this dude's kind of a weasel, and he does all these things, but it appears like he's killing it. And and Sife's like, stop me, said, but you know what, bro? Guys like that always win. Always. They f- figure out a way. They don't give a fuck about what you're thinking. Yeah. They figure out a way and they make it happen. I'm not saying people got to go out and be shady and be a weasel or anything like that, but you can't be concerned about what other people think. You got to like, my, my, my best success moments is me saying, before it happens, is me saying, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to put my head down and work. Yeah. Well, and shit's going to happen. A good example is back in the day, people don't know. If they ran into you at a club, they'd be getting a mixtape. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. behind your back, yeah, we're probably talk, we're we're talking shit, yeah, because it's like, oh, that's that dude that passes out mixtapes, or why is he passing out mixtapes? Who the fuck doesn't see? Look at him now. Fuck. If <laughs> look out at of him the hundred people, out Winning. of the hundred CDs you you passed out, one person or two people book you off of that. Mm-hmm. You made your money off yeah. that CD easily, like, and, and and the fact that like you zoned in on on what stands out at the time, right? Like I don't even know what the equivalent is today. I mean, I don't know, getting sending somebody your SoundCloud link on Instagram. Mm, like, I guess so. You know, like the hustle's different. Yeah, the manual labor, like the the actual investment into your brand, like those different things, like those are the things that separate you because you're not allowing the outside world affect how you do you. Exactly. It's, you know, it's a simple exercise of repetition. Let's, I mean, we love sports here, so I'm going to keep going back to that. Sorry, Fino. If you, (laughs) if if you want to become a great three point shooter, you chuck up like 400 shots a day, right? Uh And you get your, your, it's, it's a muscle memory, right? So if you, if you want to be top DJ or, or be, you know, on a high level as a DJ, you got to do a bunch of things that create a repetition to, of that, they create a repetition of what you're manifesting. So if passing out CDs is is what you feel you have to do because you're creating this pattern, I mean, it really comes down to the pattern, right? Yeah. You feel you got to do that. And then if you feel you got to do something else uh, that that that's that needs to be repetitive, you got to continue to do it. That's kind of like, it's funny, but kind of like the whole karate kid. Like what, what the hell is waxing on, waxing off doing for me? You know, all I'm doing is cleaning cards. It's not helping. But in the long run, it does help. Like I'm a pitching coach for this kid and we do all these little things before we actually pick up a ball. Like half right. half the practice is a bunch of little things before you pick up the ball. Preparation is key. Preparation and you're getting your muscles used to these things. So the brain is a, is a muscle. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you're exercising and you're getting and you're and you're teaching yourself, this is what I have to do to make it. This is what yeah. I'm I'm putting all this together to get to a certain place. We I mean, it'd be great if we can all just snap our finger and be Tiesto, you know, making millions of dollars, but that's not a reality for most of us. Yeah. So you have to put your mindset into it. Like around February, I was I was like, man, I'm sick of this whole judgmental shit. I'm sick of like being afraid to cut live or do all these things. So yeah. I started posting live cuts. I started posting live routines and posting live um, production videos. And it was like so therapeutic because I just said, fuck it. Like I got out of my little bubble and little self-conscious ways and I just put everything out there. And you I got some I great honest, feedback from it, huh? I got some good feedback, but regardless, even if the feedback was trash, like it felt good to just not be a prisoner because mm, yeah. you're a prisoner of what you think other people are thinking, thinking of you. you yep. And even worse, it's what you think of yourself. Yeah. Instead of just, instead of just living, existing, being a 16 year out there playing, throwing a baseball in Dodger stadium mm -hmm. and not thinking, just, just having fun. And we get so caught up in the money and all these things. And I don't want this DJ to judge me. If I hold my arm like this while I'm taking a picture, you know, every DJ has got a sore elbow these you days. You talking shit? No, did you say that? <laughs> no, I just do that to keep myself looking thin. <laughs> no, but no, but I'm saying like that. I, 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 when I think of like, my tricks out there. <laughs> I'm saying like, when I think of judgmental DJs, they, they yeah. talk about the littlest and stupidest things. Yeah. But if we're sitting here, if, if I'm sitting here thinking, damn, I, I just posted this flyer today or I just posted my brand new original song today, I can't post it for another week. Man, fuck that. Post, post it every, that day. every day. And yeah, plus you can to. always delete it if you exactly. think it's like overwhelming for your feed. And the reality is like you take a census of this, like the people saying that, where are they? Yeah. What are they doing? What because are they doing? I'm pretty sure all successful DJs I know aren't the ones talking shit. Exactly. Yeah. I think they're the ones moving on. A good friend of mine once said, when I didn't have money, all I did was talk about money. Once I got money, I never talk about money. I don't need nobody to know my business, what I'm doing, and what's going on. <laughs> exactly. That's Stay real talk. quiet and you focus on what's about you because at the end of the day, if you worry about shit you can't control, bro, you will lose control of yeah. your life. Yep. And one of the things I envy about you actually is your discipline because the amount of discipline you have is nuts. You will bring your coffee grinds and your butter, special butter to like live within this like these like rules and goals. Shout for, out to Bulletproof. Okay, so Bulletproof. It's not a sponsor. Right? Damn not, it, why'd I do that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll clip them out. <laughs> but like you have this level of discipline, even when yeah. it comes down to, um, you know, it, decisions in your life and just how you manage yourself and time. How many DJs do I talk to and they're not even awake by one? Uh, yeah. You know, I... Oh yeah, I'm up many, by seven, baby. Man, I had a DJ, <laughs> I had a DJ once, I'm not going to say his name, um, but he asked me this question, like, how do I manage my time better, right? Or how do I get this done? I, ha I was asked to do something. I didn't get it done on time. Yeah. And now I got pressed. And I feel like the friendship is like kind of hurt. The business relationship and the friendship is taking a hit because um, I didn't get this thing done that I agreed that I would get done, right? So I said, give me your phone. He hands me his phone. Check the screen time. I said, okay, well, between Wednesday, when you said yes to the job, and today, Friday, where you where you just got it done, uh -huh. right? You said you were you only had thirty minutes to get it done today, right? Okay, well then, what about the five hours you spent on Instagram between Wednesday and Friday? Mm. Talk to him. Yeah, talk to him. Yep. What time did you wake up yeah. today? Mm. 
like one o'clock. One o'clock. Yo, like you know how many DJs? Like I get it. We all have late nights. I went out last night. You know, I didn't get home till three o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? But I gotta be up by nine, eight, like just to get everything else I gotta get done, get here and record a podcast and have the rest of the day to do the other shit I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like either either you want it or you don't. You don't. And at the end of the day, it's really self self-inflicted and if you focus on it and don't worry about what other people have an opinion about your shit. Yeah. Then 100%. You know, we can we can we can see some some different moves and successes in, in exactly. Exactly. Let me ask you this though. Yeah. With all the with all you know, us covering all the self-consciousness and all that stuff and all the experience and being in this industry for a decade plus, you know, et cetera, et cetera. To this day, you guys still experience, and I'm going to say it in a particular scenario, when you're in a club DJing, do you still have those self-conscious moments? Like, regardless if it's, damn, the crowd's not fucking with me or the promoter's not fucking with me. <laughs> Every or, <day. laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whatever, like, and if you do have those self-conscious moments, how do you bypass them so it doesn't affect either your set, yeah. either, you know, your your actions towards whoever? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you get past that? You know, if, if, if I'm a DJ being like, yo, every time I go, I feel like, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure I can speak for you guys as well. Um, you know, I'll have a set where I was like, man, you know, it, it was cool. I probably wasn't getting the reaction that, I wanted to get, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying, um, and I just thought it was cool. But I got everybody named Mama being like, "Yo, you bodied that shit," blah yeah. blah blah. And then, you know, obviously, you you take the compliments and you're like, "Oh man, appreciate right. that." But you still feel some type of way, like, yeah, you feel like I could have done better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do you guys ways around it, get through it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What are your some of your the ways of like kind of being like brush it off? You know, again, going back to sports. If you know we're playing golf, yeah, and I'm, I'm at the tee. And whap, and I, I bush the shot. You know, it's in the sand pit, or I'm in the water, or whatever. How do I brush that off? Or if I throw, if I'm a quarterback and I throw an interception, as a quarterback, how do I like, fuck, you know, and move on and not let it affect the rest of my game? Yeah. If, if I haven't said this before, I love sports analogies, man. Man, look, it's the best. Check this out. <laughs> I once read a quote by Oral Hershiser, Oral Hershiser um, who, yeah, tough name, Dodgers uh, pitcher, mm-hmm. Hall of Famer. <laughs> not important right now. <laughs> Oral, <laughs> oral. So oral said, "If I give up a base hit, from that point on, I'm throwing a no hitter." Okay. Okay. If you butcher a transition or a situ or a track or whatever, we play the wrong song. From that point on, I'm good. I'm I'm throwing a no hitter from that point on. You have to be in the moment and be present. Um, when I walk into a gig. I was just telling Sack Noel, like he's asking me how I feel about walking into gigs and and about new bookings. I said, look, man, when I walk into a gig, I'm trying to walk out with the promoter or the employee saying that's the best DJ we've had. Mm. And you can't just walk in and do it. There's game planning, there's yeah. prepping, there's there's a formula, there's a science behind it, along with feeling it out and getting you know and understanding your your uh, situation. So I have that mentality going into it. So. Because I'm so firm with it, I'm confident, and and if I and if I do, I wouldn't say derail. If I do do something that I think, well, that was a good try, but you may have missed that. Yeah. From that point on, 
I'm present. I'm yeah. in the moment. I'm living in the moment and I'm giving them the best set from that point on. You can't get caught up on, on your wins and losses. You can't get caught up in what I did wrong. Like the best you can do is in that moment on. And there's times where I'm like, you know what? Maybe they, they, they didn't feel it. And then I, I might be thinking, you know what? Maybe they didn't feel it. Fuck it. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah, I'm moving on. One, right? Like, because if you, if you limit yourself to that one booking, if you limit yourself to that one situation, then you're living a very scary life. Mm. You're not living at all. You know? So you have to think like, eh, you know what? That wasn't the best situation. Cool. We'll keep it moving, move forward. And you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Um, relating to like being in a set, I think that's where key records for that room make sense, right? It's kind of like a reset for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes you got to just reset yourself. Yeah. But I think in just in general in life, like I've been really fortunate and blessed to got into a space, um, mentally where like, I'm not worried about the losses. I'm not worried yeah, yeah, about yeah. the misses. Like I just have to pick up the lesson that comes with it. Yep. That's the most important thing. But always moving forward and not looking back. Yeah. Other than the what to gain. Yeah. Right. Because if once you've been able to develop that kind of like thought process, like how many of us had the the and and I'm sure a lot of DJs can relate to this, but when you go to a venue or you're out of town or you're you're just on vacation, you're about to go to Cabo and you're gonna go hear a DJ and mm-hmm. then you have this judgmental ear mm-hmm. right, yeah. that you can't turn off. Oh, exactly. And that happens for probably seven to ten years. Mm-hmm. And then finally you're just like, I don't give a fuck. I don't. It don't you know yeah, what I mean? Release. What do you gotta do with me? You, you gotta let it go. You care about the song, who cares how they transition? Yeah. Yep. Like who cares? Exactly, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and 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 as DJs, yeah, we all care, but like, what's the point? Like, yeah. you're how does that change your life? Yeah, by thinking about that. And so, once you've you've learned to just, you know what, in your own self, in those moments that you're talking about, yeah, about worrying about everybody else, like, you know what, I communicate to what's important. Exactly. Right. In some scenarios, I'll be in. Uh, I'm, I've been in group chats with um promoters or a bottle server or mm. whoever at the at the club and they'll tell me where the energy's at yeah and there's there's rooms like that and then there's rooms where i'm in the dark yeah and i have no idea what's about to happen but all i know is when i came there i made sure i shook everybody's hand yep. yeah. i said what's up to everybody yeah whether it's clients or people working there did my thing on you the did the out, proper steps i, I chucked yep. i shook their hand yep talked to them cool 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 i did my part did your yeah. part as long as you do your part you can't you yeah. can't be mad uh at yourself. Yeah, yeah, I think for me it's uh it's uh being realistic to the fact that we're human. You're going to make a mistake. Yep. I think at, obviously at the end of the day no matter what your goal is, you know, you you approach it with you know, you approach it with the mindset like I'm trying to accomplish this goal as cleanly as possible, as cleanly yeah. as I can, but yeah. The reality is is that you're going to make a mistake. No matter how long you've been in this game, no matter how long, whatever it is that you do at life, you know, outside of us talking about DJing, right. you're going to make a mistake. You know what I mean? And like you yeah. said, it's just about how you pick up, you take it as a lesson, and you keep pushing and you keep moving forward. You know, and I think that's my mindset. Like, all right, cool. I fucked this transition up. Right. Can't it is what it is. I, what am, what am I going to do about it now? Keep it pushing. Go ahead and knock the shit out the park. Pitcher, no hitter. You know what I'm saying? For the most part. And then like, all right, cool. And that's how I made up for butching this transition yeah. or whatever, playing the wrong song or, you know, whatever the scenario is at that time. So yeah. I think it's for me, it's just understanding that reality is, is you're going to be, you're going to make a mistake whenever, you know, at some point down the line, you could have three, four, five 
you know, spots that you do and you felt like you bodied your set and your set was flawless, but then yeah. that fifth, sixth set, yo, I kind of fucked up or I wasn't, I wasn't present or right. whatever, you know, whatever it is. So it's just understanding that I'm not, I'm going to make a mistake at some point and then just learning from it and moving forward and doing my, you know, doing my best or doing our best to accomplish what our goals are. I got a, a DJ AM story before we wrap this up. Yep. Um, I was at Banana Split mm-hmm. and uh, I was watching AM do this routine and it was like a, I want to say it was like a two live crew routine. <clears throat> One of those 130 BPM songs. I, actually, I think they were all 130. <laughs> but uh, but it was like uh, Ludacris. It was like face down, ass up. Yeah, it was that song into Ludacris's uh, um, fantasy. Yeah. And it was the wordplay thing. <laughs> I was watching him and he fucking train wrecked his ass off. Yeah. I know, I know it may come to a shock to a lot of you, especially some of your peers, but... He fumbled. Nah, it was it was sloppy. He was he was human, man. He was human. Yeah, he was exactly. human. Obviously, not take away from anything, but no, no. It was... sounded like clothes, shoes, in a fucking dryer. The mm. shit he was doing. But I wasn't judging him. I'm like, okay, okay, come on, come on, get get it, get it together, grab it. You know, you just want him to like to grab the uh, what you call it, the uh, the rhythm, and he finally got it back on track. And uh, and then from that point on, like you can tell just by looking at him, he was like. Whatever. It was whatever. Just keep it moving. But it like for, to me, watching him pick it up and run with it and get it get it on track and run with it, like I I I much re- I enjoyed that. Like him fucking it up and cleaning and it, it back, up yeah. and doing it straight clean. Yeah. Because I know this dude has practiced this enough to where he's probably fucked up and he knows how to pick it up in yeah. case shit in case this shit happens. So to me, that said a lot, and you know, obviously made. His aura and his whole thing even yeah. bigger. Yeah. Did you feel? Uh, did you feel when when he made when he train wrecked that that transition? Did you have a sense of like, damn, you know what? I'm good. Like what I got going on, knowing where I'm at, like seeing that caliber of a DJ train wreck a transition, right? And then obviously pick it up and keep going. And you felt like, damn, he train wreck a transition. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm okay. What I'm doing or where I'm at. You know where I'm at in this industry, or where yeah. I'm at. I feel like in life or whatever. Well, I'm not doing too bad. You know what I'm saying? Like in regards to like skill set, like I, I didn't and in, in the routine, I wasn't at that level yet. So I don't even think I thought about myself and what I got going on. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. When you hear a DJ fuck up, and you're like, oh shit, he's he's human like me. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you Especially know, they, someone that you or the club, is, the club didn't to. flinch when he fucked up. Or yeah. there was no mention of it. They mm-hmm. just. You know, so, and to that DJ, who's a, probably a seasoned vet, probably just put it behind them. Grain of salt. Keep it moving, Keep it you know? pushing. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Well, that was a healthy conversation for all yeah. of us. Yes, sir. Absolutely. 100% yeah. healthy. Episode seven is in the books. Yes, sir. Yeah. Pleasure to it's like a healthy, share the room with you guys. It's like a healthy uh, therapy session. You know, they yeah. always talk about and mental health. And you know, we're health. not licensed therapists, so no, don't come not. at us yeah. and shit hits exactly. the fan. Right? Exactly. Again, this, the disclaimer may be at the end. Yeah. But <laughs> this is all our opinions. This is our opinions. <laughs> yeah. They do not reflect Life DJ Cities, uh, you know, company. You know, um, before we sign off, though, I want to uh, shout out those that repost our stuff, those yes. that Yo, shout us out, that show us major love. We appreciate Obviously, you guys. Obviously, we appreciate you guys, YouTube, podcasts, uh, Spotify. And and for those that give feedback, like I'm really not trying to tell you how to give feedback, but I will say this. Please listen to the and whole soak up the whole yeah. episode before you say anything because yeah. you kind of look dumb. If you don't, you look like you're just one of these 10-year-old kids who has nothing better to do at 
4 p.m. at right when he's fresh out of school. <laughs> like, and, and I had a friend hit me up and say, yo, I've been waiting for this um, whole um, agency talk for like a month now. It's finally here. I'm like, yeah, check it out. And he says, oh, 20%. I knew that. I know they take 20%. That's not news to me. I'm like, well, did you listen to the whole episode? Nah, I'm only like 15 minutes in. I'm like, bro, so f- listen to the whole fucking episode. Yeah. Why are you like... Talk to me after if there's anything that, you know, crosses yeah. your mind. Like, let's have a conversation. But don't tell me about 15 minutes in. I'm not even in front. I've, I've, had, I've been in a situation where, like, um, and, and it's a learning experience. I was listening to a podcast that my, a friend is on. Yeah. And then I texted him something. And then legit, you, you listen to the podcast, <laughs> the next line, they're addressing exactly what And you already had said. And it's just like, all right, cool. You get, you know, you yeah. got to you gotta take it all exactly. in. Yeah. You can't go off our highlight clips because that's just meant for you to get a gist of what the whole episode's about. But it's definitely not the details. So please listen to the whole thing. Um and if keep you, sharing it because yeah. we, we're we're reposting yeah. like a motherfucker. Gonna, we might gonna, get annoying, but I don't care. If you're gonna give care. the feedback, I think be specific about what it is you do or don't like. You Please. know what I'm saying? Don't just say the more I don't detail like it. the possible. I don't like it, it or I love it. Okay, what do you love about it? What don't you like yeah. about it? You know what I mean? Like you just throwing it up in the air. You know, if you're saying I don't like it, yeah. What don't you like about? It? I don't like it. Okay, like, then you just come off okay. as a hater. Like yeah, I was then, like, all right, we got nothing fuck? else to talk yeah, about. Yeah, and the conversation. <laughs> no conversation. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny because like I, I did have somebody hit me like, can you talk about promoting? I'm like, like what? A promoting mix what? Of, yeah, uh, your brand. We're, uh, we're not. We're not a, being a promoter. Like, like, like we promoters. love the questions. And and Mickey and I. I mean, I haven't talked to Robot, but I know Mickey and I. We actually respond and give the best answer we can give you without writing a book. And if anything, yeah. just continue to listen to these episodes because we're always giving jewels and gems from our experiences. I don't know if they're 100% Correct. accurate yeah. or going to work for you, but it's it's all about getting the thought process going when you know when you're getting to where you want to go. Yeah. Well, great. But episode, again, guys. we appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate, appreciate you guys. It. And uh, see ya. <laughs>